but I don't want to go on and on and on for another five minutes talking about it for those that aren't interested and you're kind of feel like your ears are bleeding with me ranting and raving. Dizruns Radio episode 668 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Well, 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 here we are, the, uh... Proverbial fat lady is warming up, getting ready to sing "Old Lang Syne" and call call the year 2018 to a close. But uh, before we do that, before we can let this month of December go, before we can let this year of 2018 go, it is time for a little bit of listener Q and A. If you're uh, new to these parts of uh, the internet and to my podcast in particular, uh, this is something we do at the, at the end of each and every month, where I take your questions. And uh, try to answer them in a way that's actually useful. Uh, try to provide a little bit of help, uh, advice, guidance, maybe uh, a little bit of fun because sometimes the questions are a little uh, more tongue-in-cheek and, and less running-specific and tactical-specific and things like that. But uh, you know, the, the tagline of the show, running life and everything in between, that's how I feel about these questions. We, we can cover anything. Running life and everything in between. Whatever is on your mind you have a chance to ask each and every month, and I try to, uh, like I said, try to answer them, um, and that's what we're going to try to do here today. Uh, the best way to get your questions answered on the show is to head over and join our Facebook group, which, uh, again, if I if I may be so bold and, and admittedly am biased, it's a pretty good group. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of fun that, ha- that happens in there. We have a lot of fun people in there that uh, ends up having a lot of fun interaction. Um, and, and if you're not part of the group already, we would love to have you join. Uh, just head over to facebook.com slash disruns, or I'm sorry, flip that, turn it around, uh, disruns.com slash Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, you can just go ahead and do a little search for the Disruns tribe. Come over, click uh, request to join. We'll let you in. And uh, as long as you don't prove to be too douchey and spammy and things like that, we'll let you, you know, we'll, we'll keep you around. But, uh, you know, that's how we try to keep the group uh, as, as good as possible as we eliminate uh, the spammers and, and, uh, Things like that, so um, which thankfully I haven't had to do very much of. Every so often, I uh, have to to pluck somebody out uh, for misbehavior, but for the most part, uh, we've got a really great group. A lot of, of folks that uh, are definitely internet friends, and uh, looking forward to make them, you know, cement that relationship uh, in the future. Hopefully, in 2019, maybe you know, even a little bit farther beyond. But getting to some races, uh, doing some things to bring those those relationships in person. Uh, and if you would like to join the party, we would love to have you. Disruns.com slash Facebook. Uh, and then you know, once you're in the group, like I said, uh, that's that's where the best place to, to get your questions submitted uh, is is that way I don't lose them. Uh, because what I'll do is somewhere in the middle of the month, I put a post out that says, "Hey, what are your questions for this month's Q and A?" Uh, everybody throws their questions into the comments and then I just pull that list up and, uh, power through them for the Q and a episode. And that is what we are just about to do. So without any further ado, let's, uh, get to these questions, get them answered and, uh, get on to 2019, shall we? So the first question this month comes from Miss Brooke down in Georgia says that, uh, in January, I'm doing a whole marathon or a full marathon one weekend and a half the next weekend. Would it be possible to try for a PR in both races or should I just run the marathon easy and try for a PR in the half? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the answer you gave last month. The stretches and foam rolling you recommended really seemed to help along with the KT tape for my last marathon. There was very little knee pain and I only walked at the water stops. Well, great, great job, Brooke. Glad, uh, glad to know that every once in a while, something that I say that uh, falls out of my mouth is actually useful, actually helpful, uh, and glad that uh, you're able to not only get through that last marathon, but it sounds like do do pretty well, do pretty well. So congratulations on that. Um, now, now you know, to just to harken back to uh, the advice I gave last month, um, just because things are feeling better now, Brooke, don't cease to do the stretches, don't cease to do the foam rolling. Uh, that's something that, that I am very guilty of doing, uh, and I imagine I'm not the only one where, you know, we have a problem, we know the solution, whether it's stretching, foam rolling, whatever. We do it, and then the problem goes away, so we stop doing those things that uh, alleviated the situation. And then, lo and behold, 
the problem has a tendency of coming back. So uh, sounds like you've got a busy January lined up. Uh, and I know you, at least I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, you've got a couple other things going on this, this spring as well. So definitely stay on track with the foam rolling and the stretching. So getting to your, your question this month here, Brooke, um, I, I, I have conflicting thoughts. Um, and since I'm, since I don't know, you know, exactly what your training is like, things like that, it's hard for me to give a real conclusive race or a conclusive race, conclusive answer to whether you should try to race both of your races hard and and go for a PR in both. Um, so, uh, you know, here's, here's the decision that ultimately you need to make. Um, is it possible to run a PR in both races? Yes. But it does depend on a, a few other factors. How has your training been going? Um, I mean, if you just ran a marathon, you know, recently, um, then clearly you have a pretty strong base. You know, you, you've you've gotten plenty of miles in. Hopefully, you've gotten plenty of miles in. Um, you know, to to the point where running the marathon fairly hard, hopefully, won't destroy you. Um, and, and certainly, you know, you've got the, the, the base to then, you know, follow that up with a half marathon. The, the question becomes, or the, the struggle becomes, are you willing, which one would be, if you were only going to race one, which would be the priority? And and based on your question, it sounds like the half marathon is the priority, the half marathon PR, at least, you know, so should I just run the marathon easy and then try for the PR in the half? Um, if that's, if that's because of the priority, instead of just because of which week is which, um, you know, the, 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 the situation that you can get yourself into, if you try to PR both of these races back-to-back weekends, is you could crush your marathon and have not a whole lot left in the tank for the half, as far as your legs could just still be heavy, fatigued, uh, worn down, depending on how that recovery, that, that week-long recovery goes in between. So if, if you're really, you know, really the, the, P, the, the half marathon PR is more important, then the the smart choice is to not go for it with the marathon. Just run it easy, treat it like a long training run. You're still going to probably want to do some extra recovery in between, uh, and then hopefully you know the legs will be recovered enough that you can go hard the following week in the half marathon. That said, it would be pretty cool to say that you PR'd in both, um, and if you're okay with the possibility of not being able to race the half very hard at all, potentially not being able to race it at all, then you can go for it. Then you can definitely go for it. Um, again, assuming the fitness is there, assuming you're taking care of your knee, things are feeling good. Um, it's, it's a dicey situation. It's a dicey choice as far as are you willing to potentially sacrifice the half marathon for the, the marathon PR? That would be probably a, one of the, about the worst case scenario. I mean, outside of really worst case scenarios, but you know, the worst case scenario, if you, if you race the marathon hard, it would be that you couldn't run the half marathon at all. You know, slightly less problematic would be that you could run it, but not race it. Um, you know, and, and then you'd get to, you know, kind of moderate where you'd run it, feel pretty good, but really fall apart at the end just cause you, you know, the, the shortened recovery window, um, you know, those are the, the types of things you'd have to be okay with the possibility of those existing if you want to race the marathon hard and, and go for the PR. Um, and that's a choice that you have to make. Is it possible? Yes. Just know that it, it, it's, there's no guarantees coming out of the marathon that you're going to feel. In fact, there's, there's probably a guarantee that you're not going to feel fresh as a daisy coming out of the marathon. Um, and that's a short recovery window to try to go for, you know, what, you know, one into the next. So it's doable. It's possible. I know people that have done it. Um, but you got to be able to, to balance the, you know, less than ideal scenario, which would be that, you know, you may not even be able to run the half marathon at all, or at least it'd be, it's going to be a slog coming out of that, that marathon, um, PR attempt. So think about it. Hopefully you still got a couple of weeks to, to come up with the uh, final decision, exactly how you want to go about that. Um, and, and good luck and have fun. And, and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you, you, you do well, you crush them both. 
And yeah, you've got a couple of new PRs to start the year off. What a, what a way to start 2019. Uh, the next question coming from Michaela says, I have super ambitious goals for next year. Do you think I can go from zero to 26.2 in a year uh, with a few other races in between? So so going from not running, I'm assuming, or, or not running much at all right now to a marathon by the end of the year. I'd like to do low carb and heart rate training. I just need some encouragement because everyone around me thinks I'm crazy. Um, and then the, the first uh, reply to that from... Uh, from, from my girl out in the, the desert, out in Egypt, Miss Julie McDonald says, uh, you might be crazy, but don't listen to those other people. Um, listen to the crazy running people instead, who, who are definitely the ones that are going to encourage you to do that. And, and yeah, um, I, I pretty much agree with, with Julie there. Um, and, and to really specifically answer your question, can you go from not running at all to, to running a marathon in a year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's going to be a slow build, obviously. You know, hopefully you're, you're targeting like a December race, uh, December marathon. I mean, you could do it quicker than that. Uh, you could do it, uh, you know, six, seven, eight months fairly safely. Uh, but the longer time period you have, the, the easier it is, the more gradual the progression needs to be. Uh, but you can absolutely do it. You can absolutely do it. Um, you know, and as far as the low carb and heart rate training thing, um, I, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I've, I've been talking about it a lot in the last year. Um, no plans on, on going off of that, uh, that route in, into the new year. Um, it's working for me, especially the heart rate train. I think that's, that's for me, that's the most important piece of the puzzle. Um, but I feel good with what I've been eating lately. Uh, so I'm not going to mess with that too much. I, I, I might dabble a little bit here and there and tweak some things. And, and, you know, I mean, I feel like that's something we should all always be doing, uh, trying to add a, you know, some, some healthier, some, you know, include more variety for me. That's, that's where I need to improve more, a little bit more variety in my diet, but the low carb thing is absolutely working. I feel good. Um, my running is continuing to improve. I, I, I feel like that's a, a, a definite heart rate training nod. So, you know, if, if that's something you want to go down, do it. Uh, there's resources out there. The Primal Endurance book. I have links in the show notes um, to Primal Endurance, to the Primal Endurance Mastery Course, which is which is a little bit pricey, but it's it's really good. Uh, I've gotten a lot of, of value and and kind of patched a, a lot of holes in my my knowledge or in what I thought I knew from watching a lot of those videos. It's, it's hundreds of, of videos uh, that that supplement the Primal Endurance book. Um, and then of course there's, there's Maffetone's, uh, big book of endurance training principles, something like that. Um, it's, it's a, it's a tome. It's a 500 pager, big book, all about heart rate training, uh, how to improve your diet, how to, how to run slow, race fast, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I'm only about a hundred pages into it right now, but it's, it's a really good read. Um, lots of, lots of detail, but detail in a way that you can understand it, which is why it's 500 pages, lots of, you know, sciencey detail, but again, broken down fairly easy. So those might be good books to, to check out. Um, of course, hang out in our Facebook group, Michaela, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, give you the, the positive encouragement, the, the, the positive, uh, running crazy encouragement. Uh, there's a lot of other, um, Facebook groups out there that will give you some positive. So if you don't have a lot of people in your, in your immediate circles, uh, that are, that are supporting you, or at least that, that don't think that you're nuts, um, you know, we'll do our best to fill in those gaps. Um, and then, you know, it's just a matter of, of progressing a little bit of time, you know, I mean, how many, how many folks have I talked to on the podcast over the, over the years that, you know, when I started running, I could barely, I could barely run a block. I couldn't even run a block. And now, you know, they're, they're marathoners, they're ultra marathoners. Um, it's, it's certainly possible. And, 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 you know, 11 months, 12 months, plenty of time to build to that first marathon. So congratulations for setting your sights high. It's definitely ambitious and, I definitely think you can do it, and I know I'm here to, to help and support any way that I can via the, the Facebook group or the podcast or emails or whatever, uh, and I know you'll get a lot of support in, in our group and, and other groups as well. So reach out, stay in touch, don't be a stranger, let us know how you're progressing, Michaela, and, and good luck, but uh, you can definitely do it, uh, you know, so so have fun, enjoy the process, and uh, and, and I can't wait to, to hear how it goes. Um Next question comes from Patty it says, I will be visiting Largo, Florida, co- close to Clearwater in early April. Do you know of any good races or places to run in that area? Uh, Patty, you know, Clearwater is not that far from me, but it's not a place that I go to regularly. So I, I, uh, I apologize that I'm not really familiar and, and don't have much to give you for this answer. But that said, I'll give you some, some resources, some suggestions, some, some ideas that, uh, you can, you can probably find some, some answers to your question pretty quickly. So, and then, and, and also to, to then kind of branch this out, this question out to anybody, anytime you're, you're traveling anywhere and you're looking for some places to run, you know, the, the best, at least so far as, as I know, the best things to do, um, are one to look at, you know, if you're looking for a race, 
like a marathon, half marathon, ultra marathon, things like that. Look, look for those, those, the marathon finders. I think it's, it's, you know, findmymarathon.com maybe. Um, and, and you can just type in the location. You can type in the date states, all those types of things and really narrow it down and find out if there's anything in that area in the time that you're going to be there. You can of course check out like ultra Sign Up. You're going to find a lot of resources there. And I think that the find my marathon, I think there's also a find my half marathon. So you can find for a half marathon. Um, so, so that's, that's a great database, uh, as far as, you know, just looking for anything close to that, that part of Florida or that part, wherever you're traveling to, obviously, but for you, Patty, that part of Florida, um, to find out if there's anything on the West coast in April. I will say that once we start getting into April, it does start to get pretty warm down here. Um, so, so race season really kind of starts to dry up once we get towards the, you know, towards March, towards the end of March. Um, it doesn't mean there's not still options. Doesn't mean there's not still races, especially shorter stuff. You know, there might be some five K's, 10 K's that you can find. Um, but it's, it's, you know, we are in kind of like peak rate race season from now until the end of February, March is still pretty good. And then things start to, to dry up because it starts to just get too hot to run too far. Um, so that's, that's one option. Check out those, those different, uh, race, you know, aggregators that are online, type in a couple of keywords to the location that you're in and see what's, what's close. And it might not be right in Largo, but it might be, you know, Clearwater. It might be St. Pete, might be Tampa, might be somewhere close enough that it's not too big of a drive. Assuming you have, uh, driving, uh, options with your travel. Another, another suggestion to is that maybe won't be, well, it could also help find races. Um, but would be to, to obviously just Google, just use the Google, you know, 5k races in Largo, Florida in April, or just type it, you know, something like that. Um, or 10k races, whatever races, road races in, in Largo, Florida, uh, and see what pops up because, you know, there's always going to be at least here in Lakeland, there's always those random, um, you know, charity events or, or fundraising events or, or whatever it might be, um, that, that you can find those, find those type of, of, of events to run. Uh, if, if there's something that, you know, happens to be on that weekend, which, you know, the weather here in April still probably good enough for a 5k, 10k, something like that. So you might find, you might find something right there that would be perfect for you. Um, that, that doesn't get, you know, big time advertising or big time exposure, but a quick Google, a couple of keywords, like I said, the race distance, Largo, you know, things like that. Um, it, it'll, it'll, something will probably pop up. And then last but not least, and probably my favorite thing to do when I'm visiting a different area, uh, if, especially if I'm not going there specifically for a race is to type in, you know, running club, uh, or whatever, you know, so Largo, Largo, Florida running club or, or whatever. When I went to, to Savannah a, a, a few years ago, uh, Rebecca and I headed up to Savannah for our anniversary. Uh, and I just typed in, you know, Savannah, Georgia running club and, and got connected with the Savannah striders and ran with, ran a, a workout with them. You know, I, I ran on my own uh, one day while I was up there. And then in, like Saturday morning, I met them for their long run and got to talk to some of those folks and, uh, you know, make, make some new friends. And, and obviously that helped me to see a different part of, of, the area that I wouldn't have, you know, it wasn't nearby to where we were staying, but, uh, you know, we had the car. So I drove out and met them at, at a park and, and ran with them. Uh, I got to see some, some, you know, uh, kind of back, I don't want to say back country, but, uh, you know, it wasn't downtown Savannah. It was where, where we ran and we ran down some back country roads and, uh, you know, the, the flood floodplains and things like that. It was really a cool experience that there's no way I would have found that if I hadn't connected with the running club. So, you know, connect with the running club, either on, on Facebook, connect with the running club, you know, through their website, um, assuming they have one and there's probably something. And if not, I mean, you just, just get a little bit creative looking on Facebook for, for Largo, Florida running groups or whatever, you know, kind of some, some of those keywords and see what pops up, join a, join a public group, tell them, Hey, I'm going to be in town this, this weekend or this, this, this two weeks. Uh, we'd love to, to, you know, are there any open runs for, for people to join? Uh, you know, like I know our running club, we have, uh, Monday evening runs, Thursday evening runs, Tuesday morning runs, Thursday morning runs. Um, Saturday, a couple of different Saturday long runs. There's a Wednesday morning run that's part of the running club. Um, and of course there's all the different groups of people that are, you know, not the, the group workouts that aren't quote unquote official running club events, but they're, you know, groups from within the running club. So, you know, if you were coming to, to Lakeland, it'd be real easy to just, you know, to, to find a group that fit for you, worked for you, for your schedule. I'm assuming that a lot of towns have that type of thing. So look, look online, use Facebook, use Google, find something in the area we're going and uh, if nothing else, it'll find you some good places to run that are safe, that have other people, things like that. You can make, make some new friends along the way. So hope you have a great trip, Patty. And, and sorry that I don't have a better answer for you. But like I said, it shouldn't take too much work to figure something out or at least to find what might be available for your trip. Um, 
Next question comes from Ms. Karen says, I've been listening to a lot of the older podcasts and I heard you talk about heart rate training. It's been very interesting and I'm considering trying it, but not sure where to start. Maybe you have covered this before and I've just not listened to this episode yet. So what advice would you give someone thinking about it? And is there a book I should read? So Karen, I kind of answered, I guess, part of your question here a minute ago with some, some resources. So like I said, Primal Endurance is a book that I got, um, just just a little over a year ago. I got it in November of 2017, read it, started implementing it in December of 2017 and, and really haven't looked back. Um, it's a, it's a great book, um, all about heart rate. It's, it's a, a lot about heart rate training. It's also a lot about kind of changing your diet. So if you, if you don't want to go into that side of things so much and becoming more fat adapted and, and eating fewer carbs, things like that. Um, although the science is pretty interesting and compelling and that, and that, um, Honestly, I wasn't planning on getting into heart rate training when I, when I read that book, I was planning on, on using it more as a reference to go lower carb. Uh, and the two kind of have found that they really work well together. So that, that's what got me started. That's, that's what got me going. Um, like I said, there's the primal endurance mastery course, which, which does a, a lot more in depth, a lot more extra research and, and advice and, and things beyond just heart rate training and whatnot as well. Um, and there's also Maffetone's book that's, which is probably, I mean, pretty much is the Bible when it comes to heart rate training, uh, and, and effort-based training, things like that. So I, I believe that the title is that is, uh, training principles of endurance athletes or something like that, or the big book of tra- big book of training principles of endurance athletes. I have the link in the show notes. So you can find that, uh, disruns.com slash, what are we at? Six, 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 eight at this point. Um, disruns.com. So six, six, eight, there's links in the book or links in the show notes. Uh, and those, those are also just FYI. Those are affiliate links that, that head over to Amazon. You can, you can grab the, the, books there if you're so include in, in uh so what am i trying to say so inclined am i is what i'm trying to say uh, and it throws a couple of cents in the coffers as well as to help help keep things going so that's always appreciated um but but those are some some good resources uh and like i mentioned in uh the 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 uh question previous uh um whose whose question was that uh michaela's question um the, the, the Maffetone book, it's a big book. It's a monster, but it is pretty easy to read at least so far in the first, you know, hundred or so pages that I've gone through. Um, and not just because I'm, I'm in this world and I understand the terms, but it's, it's pretty well broken down. Uh, even though they use some, some fancy terms, they, they explain it. He explains it very well. So that might be a great book. Um, as far as what advice would I give someone that's thinking about doing it? Um, if you're going to do it, you really need to be patient and you really need to commit because it's not something that you're going to notice a huge difference in a week, probably not notice much of a difference in a month. Um, I think if you, if you go back to, um, just, you know, just before Christmas, when I was talking about kind of my, my year of heart rate training, it was, it was a quick tip episode, maybe episode six, 58, 59, something like that. Um, don't quote me exactly on that number. Maybe it's six sixty, somewhere in that range. There's a quick tip episode about my year of, of heart rate training. Um, you know, it took me a solid three months to really see much for tangible results. Um, and, and even then, I mean, it was, it was minimal, but you know, now that I'm looking back on it on 13 months, it's, it's pretty, pretty legitimate that I've, I've, you know, pretty clear to me, pretty clear. If you look at the numbers, the data that I've gotten, I've gotten fitter over the last year. I uh, haven't had really any injuries. I've uh, been, been felt pretty darn good the, the whole entire year. Um, so I definitely recommend it. I definitely think it, it were, I, I trust the science. I trust the science that it works, but it is, it does get a bit tedious. It does get a bit monotonous because you're running easy most of the time. And, and speaking of easy, make sure you get a heart rate strap, good heart rate monitor. That's pretty vital to make sure that you're, that you're on the, you know, that you're not pushing too hard because it's easy to get going a bit too fast or to be pushing yourself a bit too hard. Um, and it's also, you can't just rely on your pace because, uh, if you notice, if you, if you keep track of my, my runs, which I'm not asking you to keep track of all of my information, Karen, but I put it out there for people to, to that are interested to keep track. It's, it's on Garmin. I post pretty much every run on, on Instagram. Um, but there's some days that I run and my average pace is, you know, right around 10 minutes or something like that. 10 30. Um, you know, my heart rate is one, one fifteen or one twenty is an average heart rate. And then there's some days that, you know, my pace is 12, 12 minute pace or, or higher. Um, and my heart rate averages in the high one twenties or, or even in the one thirties. So I'm working harder yet running slower. 
Um, and, and that's one of those things that you don't recognize that if you're just monitoring on pace, you, you would think like, Oh, I'm running at 12 minute pace. I must be running easy. But for that day, I, you know, I didn't get enough sleep or I was too dehydrated or stressed or whatever it was. My heart rate was way elevated. So, um, having a good heart rate strap, heart rate monitors is important. And, you know, once again, I'm going to put my plug out there that just because your watch has heart rate function in the wrist, that's, that technically doesn't measure your heart rate. Um, you know, it, what, what that measures is blood flow. Um, not your heart rate. So, uh, it's, 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 it's accurate ish, but the harder you're running, uh, the, the less accurate those, those readings tend to be. So, um, I know, I, you know, I, I know that the heart rate strap can, can, you can complain that it's not super comfortable, whatever, but when accuracy matters, which it does in heart rate training, accuracy matters. So get, get the strap, um, and I'm going to put something together because there's, there's been a lot of people asking questions lately. Uh, I'm going to put, I don't know if it's going to be a PDF or, or it's probably going to start with a PDF and it'll grow into something else. Um, but just a little bit of kind of here's, here's the setup that I have. So I have the Wahoo tracker um, because it's, it's the only transmitter that works both for my, my watch, for my Garmin and for my phone. So most of them either work for your, your, your watch, but not, they don't have Bluetooth. This one has both. So it's, it's great. I can use it for apps on my phone. I can use it with my watch. It, it works great. Um, but the strap, eh, the strap is iffy. Uh, so I've gotten a, a, a just a replacement strap, a, a name brand or a brand, a, a brand less name, uh, strap that I can plug that in works like a charm. Uh, make sure you clean your strap regularly. That's, that's cost me a couple of straps along the, the way that I haven't cleaned the straps well enough. So then the, the accuracy gets pretty sketchy. Um, so wash it. I mean, you take the transmitter piece off. It's just a couple of snaps, take that off, put it in the washer machine, or I soak it in the sink once a week. Um, things like that to keep it clean. Um, but, but just, just stick with it. That's the biggest thing. Uh, Karen, and, and I know, um, I'm going to get to a question from Barb in a, in a minute about heart rate training as well. Um, and anybody else who's been wondering, it's a process. It's a slow, sometimes painfully slow process, but it does work. And the more disciplined you are, especially early, especially in the first two months, three months, four months, when you're really building that base, the, the more it does pay off when it's all said and done. So if you have further questions on that, Karen, please let me know when it comes to heart rate training or anybody as it relates to heart rate training. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it, but I don't want to go on and on and on for another five minutes talking about it for those that aren't interested and you're kind of feel like your ears are bleeding with me ranting and raving about heart rate training some more. So thank you for the question, Karen. Have a great 2019. And if you have other questions, let me know. Next question comes from a man. Scott says, uh, do you have tips for conveniently involving more strength training into a marathon training plan? I now run five days a week and only maybe max hit the gym once every other week. I would like to build more strength, but it's hard with a full-time job and everything else. Totally get you, Scott. Totally understand the, the, the struggle there. Um, and, and if I'm, if I'm honest, I mean, I, I talk about strength training how often, I mean, it's all, all the bloody time, but that's an area that I've not been as diligent on as I should be. Uh, that's definitely a focus for me when it comes to my running goals for 2019 to make more strength training happen. And, and just like you, I mean, it's, it's, and just like a lot of us, I think it's, it's a time issue, right? Like I'm, I'm busy. I've got so much to do. Uh, you know, I've got, I'm trying to train, I'm trying to get my miles in. Plus I've got, you know, work and, and, you know, whether it's family or other relationships, social obligations, whatever, we're, we're all busy. Um, so my, my best tip and what works best for me, um, is to do that strength training right after the runs. And that means you don't necessarily have to go to the gym, uh, get, getting, you know, you can do a lot with just your body weight. You can do even more. If you get, you know, a kettlebell or two, maybe get some, some resistance bands, a, a, an exercise ball, something like, you know, a few things, um, that, that you can do a lot with at home. And we're, you know, we're talking 15 or 20 minutes at the end of a run or, and even if you can't do it right at the end of the run, but 15 or 20 minutes, you know, two days a week, three days a week, something like that. Um, we'll go a long way. We'll go a long way. Obviously you're not going to build as much muscular size, you know, muscle mass as you would, if you were at the gym throwing around heavy weights. But if you're, if you're training for a marathon, your goal probably isn't going to be to pack on, you know, 30, 40 pounds of muscle. Like you're like, you, you know, what you said in the, in the question, if I'm taking it literal, you want to get stronger. Well, you can get stronger without getting bigger. And the best way to do that is to do body weight things, do pushups, do planks, do squats, do lunges. Um, and then, like I said, get, get a kettlebell, get a, you know, do some, do some swings, do some rows, do some, do some things that, uh, you know, are going to, going to add, you know, that, that kettlebell is going to add a bit more resistance, going to help you get stronger as well. But, 
you know, we're not talking a huge expensive piece of equipment. Um, you know, and if, if you have a gym membership and, and funds are a bit tight as far as adding things to your home gym, cancel that gym membership and save that, you know, depending on which gym you're at, you know, it could be anywhere from $20 to $50, $60, $70 a month that you're spending on, on gym membership, put two or three months of that money together and get yourself a piece get yourself a good kettlebell, get yourself a kettlebell and, uh, an exercise ball or, or whatever, get, get a few, you know, take a couple of months of what you were spending at the gym anyway, invest that into home training equipment. And now you can pocket the mat, the rest of that money, use that towards race shoes or, uh, uh, you know, uh, race entry fees or support your boy on Patreon or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, but, but you're saving that money. You're getting, more consistent with your strength training because you're doing it at home. You don't have to go to the gym. It doesn't take you an hour. Uh, you can do it right after your run while your body's still warm. Um, and, you know, and, and get that workout in right now, then hit the shower on with your day. Um, that's my best tip. And that's, that's like I said at the beginning, that's definitely me telling you to do as I say, not as I do. It's something that I don't make it quite as often as I should, but that's going to change in 2019. So, uh, I'm going to take some of my own advice on that one as well, but it's, it's don't overthink it. Um, and there's, there's a few strength training, uh, resources available on the website as well. So if you just go to, uh, disruns.com, Scott, if you're not sure what to do from a body weight perspective, go to disruns.com, just type strength training into the search bar. And there's some videos that demonstrate some different exercises, some routines, things like that, that will help you get started. And, and most of them are all body weight only anyway. So it's a great place to start. And then as you go, you can build upon it. And, um, I've got a, a, a bit of a strength training thing that's coming ish sometime in 2019. I, I'm not going to put a time frame on it because these things tend to get delayed because I want to make them good and valuable. I don't want to just throw something half-assed together. Uh, I've got this picture in my mind. is going to be a pretty epic strength training, uh, resource. I just have to have the time to put into it, to, to putting it together. And that's probably not going to happen until at least the spring, but stay tuned. I'll certainly let you know when that is alive. Um, next question, the, the, uh, hardest question of the month. Easily the hardest question of the month comes from a man. I do says, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. And he definitely does. He says, well, kind of who was your favorite person to interview this year and why? And please tell us the episode number. And then he says, I guess if you must give us the top three, I know it must be hard to choose. And do you have no idea, brother, how hard it is to choose? Um, not only just because, I mean, I've had a lot of great chats over the last year, um, but, you know, I mean, each each one, even if it doesn't always, you know, not, you know, pulling back behind the kimono. It's not like every episode that I do, every interview that I do, you know, I, I can't leave you going, wow, that was the best interview I've ever done. Um, because by definition, then that wouldn't mean that they're all, the, you know, that mean they're all kind of average, right? But just, you know, I mean, you, you hear me in each episode talking about the takeaways. There's always something from each conversation that goes, huh. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Or yes, that's exactly how I feel as well. I'm glad I'm on the same page. Or, you know, that's a different perspective. Or, or wow, that's an analogy. I never, like there's always something from each each episode, each conversation I have with, with each, you know, runner that I talk to that, that gives me something. So, to the, the, you know, so, so it'd, it'd be hard. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to say, what were your, your 10 favorite, 20 favorite? Uh, so now you want me to say one. And then you, you give me the, the grace to go with top three. And I'm going to take that liberty even farther um, I'm going to try to answer your question. I really, really, truly am. But it's, it's, uh, trust that just cause I'm giving you three or in this case, five answers. Um, that means that there was whatever there was 60, 70, 80, a hundred, something like that. Uh, episodes, interviews that were also pretty damn good. Um, and, and, and maybe, maybe those ones resonate with you more than they resonate with me anyway. So, you know, there's always that, but just as, just based on your question, the, the five people, and these, this doesn't have as much to do with the, the context of the interviews as it does to, to the person behind it, the people that I've uh, either just got to know for that interview and have gotten to know since then, or, or whatever the case might be. But, uh, n- number one, and these aren't in any particular order necessarily, but number one on my list, I am trying to, to, to fudge the lines here as much as I can with the top three and combine Ross and Kathy Vaughn, um, I've had Ross on the show three times. Kathy, this was their first time on the show. Uh, but th- their team, Alter Pedestrian, they, they they do all kinds of crazy stuff. They just completed like a four-month hike through the Pacific Northwest, or maybe it was three months, whatever it was. It was some ridiculously long. You know, They hiked through uh, Oregon and California and Nevada, I think, and Utah, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, 
Washington, maybe something, something like that. Some huge, we, I talked about it with Roz, uh, Ross when he was on the show and just, a, just a crazy epic adventure. Um, and these, I mean, that's what they, those, these two do. They, they do this stuff all the time. Um, you know, sometimes they do their own things. Sometimes they, they, a lot of times they do things together. Um, talking to Kathy and, and hearing her perspective and, and her take on some different things and how just, just, just those two people are awesome. They are awesome. So if you want to check out those episodes, those were kind of early in 20, uh, 2018. Uh, Ross was episode 519. That was the most recent chat I had with him. And like I said, there was, there was two, there's been two others over the years. Uh, and then Kathy was episode 527. So 519 and 527, Ross and Kathy Vaughn. Uh, just, I mean, if, if you think that you're setting your sights high or you're trying something that, that might not be possible, uh, listen to them, you know, talking about running 200 mile races, talk about doing, you know, multi-day, you know, never been done before events. I mean, that's, that's pushing the boundaries, pushing limits, always inspiring to, to hear what they're up to follow along with them on social media. So check out 519 and 52017, Ross Vaughn and Kathy Vaughn, uh, respectively. Uh, the next one is Chuck Van Doozy, And I'm, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but, uh, he's, uh, Carly Dobbs uncle. Uh, and, and Carly was on the show. Carly was a, 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 you know, somebody I've gotten to meet in person and, and, and enjoyed hanging out with and, and getting to know and, and getting to know her online as well. But she connected me with her uncle after, after I talked to her, um, who is in his eighties and still running marathons. He's run, I don't know what, 300 something marathons at this point. Um, and so we, we talked and we had a good time, good laugh. You know, he, he's not, uh, you know, as you might expect from somebody in their eighties, he's not the most tech savvy. So, you know, Carly helped to set him up on Skype and get us, get us going. And, you know, he was kind of fussing a bit about some of us, you know, new technology people and the headphones and the watches and the yeah, 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 yeah. kind of grumpy old man style. But it was really cool to kind of hear, um, you know, old, old days of running and how running has evolved and how, how running is, is still the same, but it's different. And, and just kind of how things have changed over his, whatever it is, 50 years of running. I mean, been running Boston for years. Um, he talked about how Boston used to be cool with, with bandits used to be cool with people just jumping in the race and, and running it on their own. Um, like they, like they, they, it was even like an encouraged thing. And obviously now that's not something that's, that's doable. Um, but, but I mean, just the stories and the, the wisdom and, the the different perspective than what we get from people that have been running, you know, like me for, for four or five years or some of us like eight or 10 years, but you know, 50 years of running, the perspectives are, are pretty cool. So Chuck was, Chuck was a, a great, a great chat, a fun chat episode five, seven, three. If you want to check that one out. Um, and then, uh, the, the next one on my list, um, is, is cool because I've never, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for, for four and a half years now, but only once have I been able to interview somebody who's running for president. And, uh, that would be Brian Currow, who was episode 560. Um, and he's running for president in 2020. He's already putting the wheels in motion and, and getting, uh, things, things in line. Um, but I mean, you know, like it's kind of cool to, to have the potential of an, an ultra marathoner running for president. Um, and, and, you know, it, it helps that I think politically I'm, I'm fairly well aligned with him. He's, he's an independent, um, which is what I personally, and I'm trying not to get too political here in the last episode of the year, but I think that. I think that both sides typically have some good ideas and some things that are, are a little bit uh, not so much that I'm keen on. And so, so finding some voices, finding some maybe some common sense that can go, yeah, here's a good idea from the left and here's a good idea from the right and let's merge them together and do something that makes sense to move our country forward. Uh, I think that is kind of, you know, in this, this age of polar politics, something that would be good for, for us as a, as a nation, as a people. Um, and I, I feel like that's one of the things that Brian wants to do, uh, from talking to him, from looking at some of his, his information and some of his website, obviously still early in that process. We're still two years away from that election, but, uh, you know, it, it's still, as far as, you know, voting for him is still two years away, but, but as far as putting a, a campaign together as an independent, that's a full-time job for multiple years. And he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. And so we talked about kind of how his running in running across the country, um, inspired him to, to, to put this run for president together. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and, and definitely, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we would, it was just a cool thing. I mean, guys literally running for president, um, still a couple years away, but he running for president and he, I talked to him on the podcast. That's to me, that's kind of cool. Uh, so you can check that out. Episode five, six, zero. And then the honorable mention, since I, I kind of lumped Roz and Kathy together as one. So then Chuck was two, Brian three, but my honorable mention one, goes to my girl, Susie Slane, uh, who's just, I mean, she's, she's, uh, 
just a lady that from the first time I connected with her, this was the second time she was on the show. But the first time I talked to her, we just, I mean, just hit it off. She's as real as it gets, honest, open, transparent, um, goes to the dark places freely, lets me ask some difficult questions and doesn't shy away from answering them. Um, even when there's some, some, some pain associated with those answers. And, uh, this time, you know, the first time we talked about kind of obviously a lot of her running history and some of her struggles with, with mental, mental illness and depression and things like that. But this time we talked about, uh, and she got real and honest and vulnerable, uh, about what it's like living with somebody that has some mental, uh, you know, some mental illness in, in in her, her husband, uh, has, has bipolar. She talked about that, uh, pretty openly, uh, just how, difficult that can be for her as the, as the support, as the spouse, as the mom, you know, and, 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 um, just, I mean, it was just real and honest and raw. And that's, that's what I love about Susie is that she, you know, on her website, on her blog, she doesn't shy away on her social media. She doesn't shy away. And I, I get her on the phone and she doesn't shy away then either. So, uh, those were, those were five of the, whatever I said, you know, a couple hundred, um, or however many, uh, interviews that, that did in, in the last year, I guess, hundred, hundred ish, um, that really stood out to me, but there's, there's a whole, like, like there's none of them that I, I mean, I went through the list and I'm like, man, if you said, what was your, your worst one? I couldn't really pick one of those either. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of good interviews in the archives, but hopefully they do that. That answers your question somewhat. Episode five, one, nine, five, two, seven, five, seven, three, five, six, zero, and five, eight, five were five that really, to me kind of stood out both from the, the content of the interview and from, uh, the people that, uh, I got a chance to talk to, but, uh, everyone, you know, th- those that listened to the show and you didn't make the, the list, oh, please don't take it personal. Uh, this was an impossible question, but you know, I'll answer it. I'll, I'll always try to answer even if, uh, it's a tough one. So thanks for the question to do. Um, Next question, got three left. Uh, next one comes from Derek. says, I seem to have a pain directly below my left kneecap whenever I run further than three miles. Longest I went recently is 5.6. I was planning to start marathon training next month for a May marathon, but three weeks in a row I have experienced pain in the knee. How should I proceed? Thanks and Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Derek, hope you have a great start to the new year. Hope you can have a, a pain-free, if not start, at least get into that pain-free mode pretty pretty quick. So um, diagnosing specific injuries, probably not something I should do. Always difficult to do. I'll, I'll try to give you a, a, an, an estimate based on what I'm perceiving you to say, but it's kind of tough when I can't, you know, it, it's a lot easier not easy, but easier when I can actually see like, this is where the pain hurts and, and get to ask some more questions, things like that. So it's a little bit tricky here, but my gut is saying if, if what I'm hearing correctly, directly below my le- my, my kneecap. So I'm thinking kind of right on kind of that, that bony area, or maybe just below that, that bony or just above that bony area between the, the bony part of your tibia, your shin bone, uh, and, and your kneecap, uh, pain there, kind of sounds like it could be some, I guess that's kind of typical runner's knee, kind of patellar tendonitis. Um, so you might throw that into the old Google, the old WebMD and see if those, the symptoms that it talks about seems to, to line up with you. Um, that's, that's my first guess or my first, uh, initial inclination. Um, I mean, but the problem with knees is there's, there's a few, there's plenty of things that it could be. It could be some type of chondromalacia. It could be some type of bursitis. Um, you know, it, it could be a tracking issue. It doesn't sound like that, but it could be. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that could be. And, and there's a lot of times that, that sometimes somebody will say uh, directly below or right here. And I, I see it one way. And what you're describing is is accurate, but different than what I see. So I'm, I'm all of a sudden shifted my focus one way than it, that, other than where it's not. So, um, but that's, that's my first inclination would be patellar tendonitis, runner's knee. Um, that said, I think how you should proceed. I think, you you know, I think it's, it's worth getting checked out, uh, seeing somebody, whether it's a, a PT, uh, chiropractor, just somebody who knows what's going on and can actually look at you and put their hands on, on you and do some tests to help narrow down the, the possibilities. Um, assuming that it's, assuming that that is right. Assuming that it is patellar tendonitis. Uh, the best thing is to loosen up your quads, so stretching your quad, foam rolling your quad, things like that. Once you, once you get that pain subsiding, then you can start to do some strengthening type of things to help kind of keep it away. Um, you may do some massage on your tendon itself. So maybe get a little biofreeze on your thumbs and kind of rub it into the, to that 
sore spot area, that, that tenderness area just below your kneecap, um, and try to help to, to relieve it that way. But that's just, that's just a bandaid. That's not the, the proper solution. The proper solution is to typically to get some of that tension off the tendon. Cause usually, usually not always, but usually tendonitis is going to be something where, where there's a tight, a tightness, uh, an extra stress and strain on that tendon from the tight muscles. So stretching your quads, foam rolling your quads, loosen up any adhesions and whatnot that are in your quad muscles, which is again, the quads front of your thighs. So that, that your thigh muscles right on the front there, um, rolling those, stretching those will hopefully help to, to alleviate that. But, um, definitely, you know, definitely, especially if you're still going to try to plan for a, a May marathon, get that checked out so that you got a hundred percent. This is what the right or at least as close to hundred percent as possible as far as what the right diagnosis is. And then you can, can move forward based on knowing for sure that it's what it is, not just what some guy eight States away based on, you know, four sentences that you, that you left as far as the description thinks might be right. Uh, hopefully I'm right. Uh, I like to think I'm more right than wrong usually, but, uh, you, you never know. You never, you, I never know when I'm getting the reports, you know, exactly what it is. So I would definitely encourage you to get it, get it looked at at least once to make sure we're on the right track. And if nothing else, like I said, go over to WebMD, type in patellar tendonitis, runner's knee, and see if those, if what it talks about there tends to line up with what you're experiencing. Not that that's perfect, but hopefully that'll give you a pretty good idea of what's going on. Uh, but hope you feel better soon, Derek, and, and uh, have a great 2019 and hopefully a great May marathon. Uh, next question comes from uh, my girl, Brooke, again. Uh, says, also... When are you going to announce that you are coming to run Blue Ridge with us? Because I know there's a few people from the group running the Blue Ridge Marathon in April in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, funny story about that, Brooke. Uh, I was almost going to make that announcement. Um, I've been in touch with uh, some folks from from the Blue Ridge Marathon, and we pretty much had figured out a way to make it work. And then I was talking to Rebecca about it just to make sure, hey, is there anything that's going on? That, uh, you know, I can't imagine, right? There's not, we don't have any plans for, for April, do we? Ah, turns out that Addison's dance recital is that same weekend. So, that comes first. You know, as, as, as much as I'm not necessarily looking forward to sitting through a three-hour dance recital for her to do, you know, four minutes on stage and that's it. Um, there was never a question about whether I should go to, to VA to go run the race and miss that. So, um, it was, it was literally, I mean, that was the last hurdle. We had, I had worked out the details, figured out how to make it work. Um, it was kind of a rush, rush job on their end, kind of a rush, rush job on my end, but we were going to make it, make it work. Both of us, both, both myself and Blue Ridge. And then, you know, Addison had to have her dance recital, which usually isn't until May, but for whatever reason, probably cause Easter is, is late this year. Um, move that up into, into that April window. I don't know. I don't know exactly why they did it, but that was the, the, the weekend of the Blue Ridge marathon, same weekend as her dance recital. So sadly I won't be there this year, but, uh, all, all y'all that'll be there, uh, keep it real, um, and have fun. Hopefully y'all can get together and at least get a picture or something. Um, and you know, assuming, you know, ex- exclusive, uh, and not that this helps you necessarily this year, Brooke, but assuming that the Blue Ridge Marathon and Addison's Dance Recital aren't on the same weekend in 2020, there's a pretty good chance that uh, I will be making a return trip to Roanoke to run the Blue Ridge Marathon once again in the year 2020. So uh, sorry that doesn't help you this year, Brooke, but uh, you know, the advance notice, advance notice, put put Blue Ridge 2020 on your calendar if you, you want to hang out with me. And, and it's a great race. I've run it before. It's, it's really a great, great race. Last question coming from Barb says, how do you gear up to get all your tech to work together for heart rate training? I've heard you mention a Garmin and a Wahoo heart rate chest strap. How do you make it, how do you set it up to make it all work together? So, um, Barb, like I, like I said earlier in addressing, uh, Karen's question and Michaela's as well, um, it's, it's, it's really not that difficult and it's something that I need to put a little bit of something together. So stay tuned. Uh, I wanted to have it together and ready for, uh, when this episode got published, but just due to holidays and, and how things have been the last few days around here, uh, it hasn't quite happened, but I will have something together that kind of outlines everything I do. But, but honestly, um, any of those, those types of, of devices, they tend to sync pretty well with each other. So, um, you know, my, my, my Garmin, my, my watch, um, 
you know, there's a setting for, for heart rate sensors. And then, you know, you, you, uh, just set it and it kind of starts to scan. And as long as you got your heart rate monitor on, it's transmitting, it finds the signal and it connects. And then, you know, once it's, once it's connected once it's always connected. It's, it's, you know, anytime I put my heart rate strap on, turn my Garmin on, boom, I get, I get my heart rate data. Um, the Wahoo, uh, strap is really the, the transmitter, the piece that does the sending. Uh, like I said, I, I chose that one because it works both for, for the, the, the watches, which don't run on Bluetooth and for my phone, which runs on Bluetooth. So I can do my heart rate variability. Or if you use, you know, a, a, an app on your phone, um, that does heart rate, you might be able to, um, you know, connect it right there. So if you're using Runkeeper or something like that, I'm not familiar with how those, those apps work, but I'm going to imagine if you have a heart rate strap, if you have a Wahoo strap or a Wahoo transmitter, at least that, that works, um, you know, you just connect it via Bluetooth and it shows up, you know, that's what I do when I ride, ride my, uh, Peloton, when I ride, ride my exercise bike, use my heart rate strap, the Peloton app picks it up because it's Bluetooth. Um, and I can, I can make sure that I'm not pushing too hard on the bike, just like I'm not pushing too hard when I run. So, um, the, the tech really comes together pretty easily. And like I said, I'll put something together that, that completely outlines everything I do, everything I have. Um, and, and, you know, if you have any specific questions, if that's something that you're trying to get into Barb for, for 2019, uh, let me know. And I'll, I'll be happy to try to troubleshoot. I'm not, you know, contrary to what you might think, uh, I'm not the biggest tech expert. I'm, I'm, I'm do well with technology when it works. But when something doesn't go wrong, I, I'm not real good at being able to explain things, which is why, like, my mom still uses a flip phone, flip phone, because I can't explain to her why, you know, how how to use anything else, um, and she doesn't want to try to learn on her own. But that's that's a subject for another day. But uh, anyway, I hope that that helps, Barb. It's, I promise it's not that that difficult. It's not that complicated. And depending on what setup you want to do, um, you could easily get away with just using, you know, just a a, a heart rate strap. Uh, you know, a Garmin strap or whatever. If you have a Garmin, they, they obviously sync pretty well together um, or a Polar. Those would work as well. You know, so it's wh- which strap isn't quite as important unless you're trying to do more things. But having having the, the Wahoo one for me is is the right choice because it's offers more options. So anyway, I hope all that helps. I hope all that makes sense. Um, and if you have any other questions, Barb, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to, uh, to try to help out as best I can. So that is it for today. Ended up taking a little bit longer than I had, had thought it was going to thought this one might be 30 minutes. Should have known better. Should have known better. We are not going to make it over an hour, thankfully, since there's only like 10 questions, but, um, I still managed to talk. I still managed to fill the, fill the time. Right. So anyway, uh, now that, now that, uh, old Lang sign is getting queued up and, uh, about ready to, to go out. And if, if you're listening to this after new year's Eve, which means it's already into 2019, I uh, hope you had a great new year's Eve, uh, safe new year's Eve and hope that your new year's off to a good start. But either way, whether you listen to this, when it first comes out, weeks down the road, whatever it is, happy new year. Thanks for, for listening. Once again, uh, facebook.com or sorry, disruns.com slash Facebook is the best way to get your questions answered. Come join our, come join our little group, join our little, uh, happy, happy family of, uh, of, of runners that the Disruns tribe there, uh, be on the lookout for the, the next call for questions somewhere in the middle of January, which, uh, you know, I post those every middle of every month and then answer them at the end of the month. So get your questions answered. Happy to, to answer them for you. Um, and if there's anything else I can do for you, let me know. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me an Instagram message at DizRuns on both places. Uh, shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for this episode and leave your thoughts and feedbacks and comments and takeaways and anything else there. DizRuns.com slash 668 for this episode. Uh, and like I said, mention some books. Mention some, some I'll, have, I'll have the links for the heart rate strap, the Wahoo, the strap I use, all that stuff in the show notes today. And those will all be affiliate links. So if you want to support the show into 2019, uh, just, you know, at no cost to you, but just for buying stuff on Amazon. Um, it's, it, it's appreciated. It is appreciated. So, uh, until next time, please be well. Thank you all for listening. Happy new year. Thanks for helping me have a great 2018. I can't wait to see what 2019 has in store, but uh, until well, until then be well, take care. Talk soon. See you guys.